0: listen to our earnest prayer Jesus prayed it years ago That the glory you had given him We would somehow come to know One according to your plan isn't heaven, it will be fill us with the truth and righteousness you desire. Hey, welcome to the Surrender All of Jesus radio show on Joy 1340. My name is Richard Schweigler, and guys, we got an awesome show for you guys today. I just want to thank you for tuning in. And if you guys haven't uh, listened to the show, what's going on is, man, I bring in guests on the show, and we talk about how God is just moving through their lives. But we also have days like today where it's just going to be me talking. And guys, on days that it's just me, it's called Keys to the Kingdom. And what I'm going to be doing today is just giving you guys some keys to the kingdom so that you can deepen your, your intimate relationship with Jesus, but also, you know what? It's all about surrendering, right? So the name of this uh, radio show and the name of my ministry is called Surrender All to Jesus. Some of you guys have probably heard my testimony before, but it started out as surrender. And then in 2014, when I left my job as a cop, God wanted me to change it to Surrender All. And then guys, just last year, I had some huge transformations happen and uh, he wanted me to change it, Surrender All to Jesus. And uh, guys, it probably should have been that way all along. But it, it is a process we walk through, right? So guys, I just want to uh, let you know too That there's some amazing, amazing things That are happening in the city of Milwaukee And last week we were able to see God touch Milwaukee uh, And... Um, crossover, MKE happened. And there were hundreds of people from the north side and the south side that met at the domes and they prayed for the city of Milwaukee. Uh, They had some government officials there and it was an amazing event. I had to work. I wasn't able to participate, but I did pray along with them while they were doing this walk. And guys, that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to unify as one in Christ. I'm going to say that again. God wants us to unify as one in Christ. One of Jesus' last words when he was in Gethsemane and he was praying to our daddy, he said that he wanted us to be as one like he is with our father. Guys, I'm telling you, that is huge. And he wants us to be one. So what we need to do is put aside our differences and concentrate on our commonalities, and I'm not saying do anything that's not biblical. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is look at the commonalities. Do we believe in Jesus that he died and he's the only way to get to heaven? And that Holy Spirit is here now with us and he is that link to our dad and to Jesus. If we believe in those things, guys, we can work together and we can further his kingdom. Each of us has this piece of the puzzle, and I'm telling you, I really believe, and I believe Holy Spirit is moving across the world, and we're seeing this big puzzle that was way out, and I'm holding my arms as far as I can right now, this big puzzle of what was going on, and God's bringing it in, and he's giving people the ability to see these smaller components of what's going on in our cities, um, in our states, and he's bringing all this into one body in Christ. We've seen it with The Send. We've seen it with uh, with uh, what Todd White's doing. We've seen it with what Jesus' image is doing. It's all these different things, what Prophet Wesley's doing down uh, at the Secret Place Church uh, in South Carolina. It's all these smaller things that are going on, but he's bringing it in so we can see that picture, we can see that puzzle coming together, right? Guys, Holy Spirit is wanting us to go deeper with him. He's wanting us to go deeper with him. And I'm going to be talking about that today. I'm going to be talking about that deep, intimate relationship that we should be having with Holy Spirit. So I'm going to give you guys a check real quick here. How is your relationship with Holy Spirit? I'm going to ask it again. How is your relationship with Holy Spirit? Do you know what he sounds like? And if you do know what he sounds like, are you taking those risks and are you being obedient to what he's telling you? Guys, that's the key, right? It's can we hear him and are we taking those risks? I'm going to be teaching a class coming up at Faith Builders Church. It's called Firestarters. And I'll be talking a little bit about that in the show. But guys... It is an amazing, amazing class. It was, uh, it was started by a pastor out at Bethel Church called Pastor Dem- Dedman, Kevin Dedman, and it's an amazing class that teaches passion. Let me say it like this. It teaches us our identity. It teaches us the ability to hear Holy Spirit, and then it teaches us to be able to take that risk. Isn't that pretty cool? So that class is coming up on May 22nd. I'll give you guys some information. I pinned it. If you guys are watching on Facebook right now, I pinned it in the comment section. All you need to do is go to myfaithbuilders.com, and there's some backslash events and stuff like that. All right, guys. So before we get into the show, I want to talk about my sponsors. They do construction, and it's called Nexus Resolution. Guys, the really cool thing about Nexus Resolution is they're all born-again believers. I know the owner, Chuck, very well, and guys guys... guys, they're sponsoring this show. So the only way that I can do the show, the only way that I can do that is from you guys going to Nexus Resolution, doing some remodeling, whether it's your kitchen, whether it's your basement, whether it's a roof, whatever kind of remodeling, either uh, commercial or residential. And you use them as that source for that. Let me tell you what, they do some amazing work. Not only do they do some amazing work, but they're all born-again believers. So you're actually going to be planting seeds into the kingdom, financially supporting a Christian-based business, right? And then that, those proceeds, what they're making goes to pay for the show. Because I got to pay for the show to be on air. So it goes to pay for the show, but it also goes to setting up something called the Dream Center that we're trying to do in the city of Milwaukee. So it's a win-win situation. The other thing that's really cool about them guys is that they are taking people that are just getting out of prison. They're taking people that are down and out and they're helping them with jobs and they're teaching them trades so that they can learn a trade or they can even start their own businesses as a subcontractor through Nexus Resolution. Guys, it's an amazing thing. It's a cool thing. And so check them out, nexusresolution.com. I'm going to give you the number. And as I tell you guys always, if you're driving, don't, don't write down this number. But it's 414 881 Six two nine nine. It's four one four eight eight one six two nine nine. All right, so let's get started on the show, guys. I got some really cool scriptures for you too. But so I'm going to start out with a brief testimony, and some of you guys have heard this. So I'm going to do an overview of uh, what's happened to me since. Gosh, I've been a born again Christian since 1985, and uh, but I really didn't start going to church until like '94. So I'm going to give you an overview. Uh, since like 94. And guys, I'm telling you, we all have a process that we walk through. And while you're listening to this, one of the things I want you to think about is one, where are you at, right? And then what we talked about before, can you hear Holy Spirit and are you obeying him? That's that's the next thing. But the other thing is where you're at and where do you want to be? Where you're at and where you want to be. As we walk through this process of our relationship with God, one of the things that I've learned is that if we don't keep this in a perspective of God works from the end to the beginning, it can seem like it's all out of whack, right? I mean, think about it. Think about some of the things that have happened in your life. And (laughs) I'm telling you, when I, I start thinking about some of the things that have happened in my life. Things can get out of whack. And sometimes we make wrong decisions. And sometimes we totally get off the path. Sometimes, like me, we actually backslide and we're not even walking in that path, right? So you guys can kind of relate to that, right? But if we have the perspective and we're on the understanding and the belief that God works from the end to the beginning, then that means he already knows every mistake we're going to make. He already knows every step we're going to take and every step is ordered, right? So with that in our mind, Back in 94, um, I started going back to church. I started out at a Baptist church, then I ended up at a uh, Assembly God church. In fact, it was Evangel Assembly God over on Good Hope Road. And that's where I started really learning about Holy Spirit. I started learning about the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I already kind of knew that God had planted things in my heart, and I had a soft spot for people that were addicted to drugs and alcohol. So that was already happening. That happened when I was in the military. And with that, I had a guy at my church named Fred, and he came to me and he asked me if I if I would help him do a ministry. And that's when we started Surrender Ministry. And so he was the complete opposite of me. So at that time, I was a Brown Deer police officer. I was the po And he was an ex-outlaw biker. And he looked like an ex outlaw biker, uh, the tats the he had the always wore a harley uh, vest, and I, just rough, he looked rough, right so but him and I became best friends, and he came to me and said, "Richard, I would like to start a ministry, and I'm going to do a uh, um a weekly like AODOA counseling with people that are dealing with you know drugs or alcohol." And so we started that. Now, the link that happened with me is that I was a cop. So I was meeting people that were addicted to drugs and alcohol all the time. And I had this soft spot in my heart to help these people, but I really didn't have an avenue of how to do it. So we came together, surrender started, and um, I would arrest people for drunk driving. And guys, I'm telling you, I worked late shift half the time and I would arrest someone for drunk driving, and I would talk to them to see if they wanted to get help. And if they wanted to get help, when I got done working, I would take off my uniform, I'd go pick them up at their house, and then get them into uh, detox, and then get them into the recovery group at our church. That went on for years. And it was an amazing thing how God was working through that. So that was one part of the surrender ministry. I... I ended up backsliding literally from 2003 to about 2008. um, I really wasn't walking with Christ. I started drinking myself and I started drinking too much. And through some life events, I was trying to drown out those pains and those hurts and things that were going on. So I was drinking a little bit too much. And uh, August 5th of 2008, I woke up and I decided that – I wasn't going to drink anymore. And not that I I was not not praying because I was praying to God to change the things, but what I figured out at that time is that when we pray for stuff, God wants us to get off our button and go do something about it. And I hope that's not harsh, guys, but there's an action that comes to our prayer. And I was praying a lot to try to change those things, but I had no action with the prayer, right? So August 5th, 2008, I woke up and stopped drinking and uh, unfortunately, uh, I believe there were some circumstances that happened within that that I ended up going through a divorce. and oddly enough, through this divorce, I really I, I the first thing that I did was I found a church and that's when I started going to Faith Builders Church. now I had in my back of my mind that I wanted to help people addicted to drugs and alcohol, and I really believe that that's the path that God wanted me to go. So what I did is I looked at, because I'm a veteran, I went to Desert Storm and I called the vet's office and I figured out that I could go to any UWM school and I had already went and graduated and I had my bachelor's degree, but I wanted to do something in AODA counseling and I wanted to open up like a rehab, right? So I had a full ride Free to go to get my you uh, know certificate, and it was in that time frame that I got the Dream Center vision. And uh, a lot of you guys have heard that, and if you haven't, I'll tell that some other day because um, I'm trying to condense this. So I got that Dream Center vision, and then I started walking around on National Avenue. So if you guys know where National Avenue is, it's on the south side of Milwaukee, and I was walking around with my one of the guys from my church, James, and we walked from First Street to like 27th Street, and we we're praying for people, Uh, we were handing out tracks, and I was trying to get people out off the street that were homeless, that had drug and alcohol problems, and into, uh, at that time, there was Victory Outreach that was on the South Side, and also uh, Teen Challenge. So it was through that process that um, I had that Holy Spirit moment at my house in West Bend, and Holy Spirit told me that Milwaukee needed a Dream Center, and then I read the Cause Within You book. And from reading that book, I figured out that Pastor Barnett in L.A. Uh, started this Dream Center with an Adopt a Neighborhood program, and uh, God led me to Washington Street, which would be East Chavez Way, which is South 16th Street in Washington, and that's where he led me to start this Adopt a Neighborhood program. So that went on for years. And it was almost like God had me in this bubble and he was like refining what this program would be. And within that, I ended up starting to train different churches to do this Adopt a Neighborhood program. At one point, I remember being on Fox 6. It was a news segment. I remember being live, and we we were at the Serve Your City Day event, and I remember Holy Spirit downloading to me that we'd have at least 52 Adopt a rid programs. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, James Haley, who's the guy who runs the Faith Builders Community Teams now, he was there, and I think I said it on the air. And uh, I remember afterwards, he's like, 52, eh? And I'm like, yeah, that's what Holy Spirit just downloaded. What I didn't know is that would have, I would eventually train about 150 different churches to do this Adopt adopted program. I would go to the South side of Chicago to train to train people. So guys, there's an end to this. I'm, I'm trying to get to the point where uh, that intimate level of where we should be. So we ended up training all these different churches. Um, I ended up leaving my job in 2014 as a cop and went into full time ministry, not knowing how I was gonna get paid, six years before I could even get my retirement. And I linked up with a group called Basics in Milwaukee, which is an awesome, awesome uh, group that's furthering God's kingdom. And my church took me on as a missionary. Eventually there was a Brookfield there was a church, a Lutheran church in Brookfield that took me on financially as a as a missionary too so with that, we're training these churches. Um, I left my job as a cop, now in in a full-time ministry, and um, that's when Layla Peterson uh, was shot and killed. And I don't know if you guys are from, if you're not from Milwaukee, you probably don't remember this, but if you're from Milwaukee, you remember that little girl that was sitting on her grandpa's lap, and she was killed. And uh, man, every time I talk about this, it just chokes me up. Guys, when Layla Peterson got shot, it shifted something in the city of Milwaukee. It shifted something because pastors started coming together and saying enough was enough. In fact, I remember Bishop Fuller with Pastors United standing outside. It was cold that day and we were doing, uh, uh, we were doing the vigil. And I remember him saying, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And that reigns true for right now, guys, too. Enough is enough. And we got to start doing something. So it was in that process of those things happening that we were able to get introduced a chaplaincy program with the Milwaukee Police Department. And I ended up writing like the nuts and bolts of the program, and I gave it to Salvation Army— and then we got it introduced into the Milwaukee Police Department. And that's a that that program right now is running and it's running awesome. Guys, when I got the vision to do this chaplaincy program, it was kind of multitasked. It was one, we were gonna go and we were gonna minister to the police officers because that's my background, and I know that they need that ministering too. And they need help through these traumatic things that they go through. That was one aspect. The other aspect was remember when I talked about 52 different adopting. Programs. I really thought about strategically looking at breaking down the city of Milwaukee in these smaller components, and that was within the police districts. And each of the districts would have a chaplain, a head chaplain, so that that person could kind of run what was going on within that, that district. And they could do Adopt-A-Neighborhood programs, and if churches didn't want to do them themselves, this chaplain could now help with organizing that and making sure those, those things are going. And plus, it just gave it an order of like a flow, a chain of command and a flow. The other aspect of this was that we would be going out where the devil was trying to destroy things. That makes sense, right? So the police officers, the fire department, our first responders are the ones that are going to the scenes where the devil's trying to destroy people and places, right? And so now we had something in place that was going to bring light within 45 minutes to these areas, which is happening today. The other aspect of this was that all different churches were going to be combined as one, body in Christ, and that they would go out as one which is an amazing thing. It really, it it came together when I I figured out that the districts had already had these faith groups that were already in place, and some of them, like District 4 and City of Milwaukee and District 7, were the ones that were really, really growing these faith groups, and these groups were meeting with the police department on a weekly basis. That was an amazing thing, because that helped out with the CHIP program, and the CHIP program is a community healing integrated partnership, And that CHIP program is what God kind of downloaded for me That can be put and placed in any any city, any village, any town And it's all about working alongside with the police department And then all these other groups coming together Listening to what they're saying So I say all that to get to this point Out of all those things that God was doing Out of all those things that God was doing And he was doing some amazing things None of it mattered None of it mattered. And the reason why it didn't matter is because through each of that each of those things we did, Holy Spirit was leading me and trying to get me to have a deeper relationship with him. I'm going to read you a scripture, and a lot of you guys have heard this scripture before. This is Matthew seven. 21 through 23, and I'm going to do the New King James Version. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and casted out demons and done many wonders in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I'm going to read you another one. Matthew twenty five thirty one through forty three. A lot of you guys know this scripture, and I'm reading the message. And it's the sheep's and goats. When he finally arrives, blazing in beauty, that's Jesus. His angels with him. The Son of Man will take his place in his glorious throne. Then the nations will be arranged before him, and he will sort people out, much as a shepherd sorts out his sheep and goats, putting sheep to his right and goats to his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, enter, you have blessed my father. Take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's all ready for you since the world's foundation. And here's why. I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was homeless, and you gave me a room. I was shivering. And you gave me clothes. I was sick and you stopped to visit. I was in prison and you came to me. Then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? We When did we see you hungry and feed you and thirst and give you a drink? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone, whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. And then he'll look to the goats, the ones on the left, and he'll say, get out, you worthless goats. You were good for nothing but for the fires of hell. And why? Because I was hungry and you gave me no meal. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was homeless and you gave me no bed. I was shivering and you gave me no clothes. I was sick And in prison, and you never visited me. Guys, how many times have you passed a homeless person? How many times have you put the blinders on? Right? So, this is twofold. This is one Matthew 25 talking about us as Christians, and we need to respond to these things, and we need to get to the least of these to reach people, right? That's one aspect. But the other aspect is, wait a second, we did all these things, God, we prophesied your name and all these things, but I never knew you, depart from me. So what does that tell us? What does that tell us? That tells us that in everything that we do, it all stems from that intimate relationship with him. Everything we do, it stems from that intimate relationship with him. So guys, I was on a, I was on a path doing a lot of really cool things and God glory was falling. I'm telling you guys, I went from one glory to the next, to the next, to the next, but I was missing something that was very important. And let me tell you this right now. If you guys are listening, man, you could be doing, you could be casting out demons. You could be like leading thousands of people to Christ, but it doesn't guarantee you that you're going to have a seat in heaven. It doesn't guarantee you. What we need is an intimate relationship with Jesus. An intimate relationship with Jesus. So, are you listening to Holy Spirit? Do you have that intimate relationship with Him? Does Jesus know who you are as much as you know who He is? Guys, the things that are happening in our cities are up to us to change. The only way that we're going to change those things is by having an intimate relationship with Him. That means taking that time and being quiet and listening. What is Holy Spirit telling you? Get it right. Surrender those things that need to be surrendered. Allow Him to do that overflow through you so that no matter where you go, you're changing the atmospheres and you're changing people. And it's not you, it's Holy Spirit just oozing out of you. Guys, your destiny has lives attached to it. It's up to us to change those things. Get it right, guys. The time is now. There are no more excuses. Surrender all and be a blessing to someone. your glory and all Oh.